as leaders, all of us as leaders, we have to continually influence people's goal setting and action items around those goals because that's the biggest growth. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black, FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. Welcome, my tech nerds. My leadership junkies, my fellow enthusiasts and facility managers alike, welcome back to your show. This is the show where we talk about innovation, trends, and what's happening in the marketplace. And we do not leave out leadership and talking about how to get better at becoming great leaders because. In the facility management world, we are packed full of challenges. And today we are talking about choice and lack or abundance. To me, these are integrally linked together where the power of choice is an amazing thing. And we all choose uh, throughout the day what we do, what we focus on. And I believe to me that these things are completely linked because you choose to be happy. You choose to be unhappy. You choose to fill your life with the good things you need to become good managers and leaders, or you don't. It's all choice. And those things lead to lack or abundance. But we have Jim Robinson on, mentor, leader, author. There's a book coming out soon, by the way. Uh, certified coach and speaker. And Jim, of course, is also CEO of CGP Maintenance Construction Services, Inc. He has a lot, a lot of experience that I count on every day. And I bring him to the show because he brings a ton of information. And in this uh, particular choice and lack and abundance topic, he is really an expert uh, with all the, the 35 years plus that he's been uh, devoting to managing people, leading people in this market. But so stay tuned. You're not going to miss this one. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, and we are continuing our leadership series with Jim Robinson. Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning. Excited to be here. It's been a couple of minutes since I've been on a podcast, so glad (laughs) to be here today. I'm happy to have you here. We got some great topics today. Um, We're going to be discussing some stuff that we talk about a lot, uh, which is really two different subjects, kind of related, but really kind of separate. And that is the topic of choice or choices we make. Um, and lack and abundance. But before we get into that, I want to re- I want to kind of check in with you like we always do, see what you're reading. What are you reading, man? What's on the um, list? I'm reading Traction 
Traction. Uh, second time I'm reading Traction. Uh, great book, great exercise, uh, great defining uh, business strategies. Mm. Um, so Traction is is the is the book of the week, and um, I've I read it. I, I don't even know how long ago, uh, and I'm confident we put practices in place regularly from that book. Uh, from when I've read it in the past, but traction is the is the is the book of the week, and uh, I'll continue to implement some of those great strategies. There's great tools in that book. Read that book if you have an opportunity. Add it to my list. Yeah, I have not read that one actually. I haven't even heard that one, so that's going to be a good one for me. I'm excited for that. All right, so we're talking about choice. There's a lot, lot to do with choice. Everyone, every day, every single moment of our life, we're making choices. Uh, when it comes to choice, how powerful uh, is having the understanding that we always have a choice? So we know we have a choice. That just that understanding, how do you, how powerful is that in people's lives? Do you think? Uh, well, sometimes they don't always understand how many choices they have. Sometimes they limit those choices. Sometimes they accelerate those choices. I think it's really important to one is to have, you know, be in the right circle. So those choices are multiple. So we call it options. Uh, So then it makes it easier to analyze each one of those options and then make a decision, choose which one would be the best. Um, So that's, that's the biggest importance of that is to have multiple options. Tony Robbins, I think he got this from Jim Rohn, but, you know, anything less than three options is truly a dilemma. If you have to say yes or no, go stop, that's really just a dilemma um, versus a choice of saying, okay, I got three or four options here. And as you you grow and you change your circles and you continually expand knowledge, you, you will find that in every scenario you end up with multiple options. Choosing is really a balance of weighing each one of those options and figuring out your ROI. Is it to serve somebody else? Is it to self-serve? Is it to get the team? Is it a financial gain? You can weigh all of those options and then make the choice. Super powerful. Uh, I think it's one of those things that we get to grow into uh, and really start. And the more choices you make, it's like flex on the muscle. You know? Yeah, <laughs> being around being around uh, growth, it, you'll see that it expands all of those options around you. It literally every time you have to make a decision, it's not simply start, stop, yes, no. It's literally here's my eighteen options. Weigh them out. Do this rapidly. Don't hesitate. Decisiveness is critical in this, uh, and then you continually get more options to make those choices. Big options, more options, bigger results. Love it. One of the things that uh, you, you talked about when we were speaking about this earlier is you said, the, and I wrote it down, the first choice we can make is to be less than we have the capacity to be. I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, in society, I mean, I go into all kinds of stuff on this subject, but it's you'll see that people tend to not want to rise out of or above others. Tend to be they won't they don't want to leave that peer group. They don't want to leave that circle of comfort. The group that if you got buddies from high school and that's still that same circle of six or eight people, 
and you still have that after 10 or 15 years, there's an issue. Unless all of them are growing equally, there's an issue where, he, where you're hanging out at. And that's where the less comes from. It's easier to be less than it is to accelerate above because you have to, they say you gotta give up to go up. Sometimes you have to part ways with those circles. You have to go to that next circle to be able to expand. If you take people into that next circle, that's outstanding. That's, that's, the, that's the love it, leave it, or change it concept. It's, uh, you really have to spend time. The less part is, is that they're spending less time, right? So you become less, less in your efforts. You have less options, and you will see that it compounds itself. Uh, so much so all the way through to retirement, the less and less will continually show up and you will have less uh, the longer you stay in those environments or in those circles or in that group. So we're talking about circles. And one of the things I was going to bring up is uh, who do you think has the most influence on your choices? I mean, clearly it sounds like that's it, right? Biggest influence in, in any any person's lives is anybody that you aspire to be like. Mm. So if you are, you know, you're, you're Joe Blow and you got, you know, Johnny that is exceptional service and you start to uh, pay attention to that individual to where you like feel the drive or follow their popcorn trail, as they say, if you, if you start finding yourself gravitating to that, that individual is actually influencing significant amount of your decision-making. Um, so, of course, we all have the, our own power to make all of our own decisions, but they get influenced by the people we follow. So our circles or those people that are outside of the circle that we're trying to aspire to be like, uh, to acquire things, to uh, be recognized by, uh, be seen in the public eye. You you figure that out, but it's uh, that's really what it is. That's really how we get influenced, and that's why we always say, if you are the top dog in the circle, you're in the wrong circle. You you have to change that circle to where you have a little bit of discomfort, and there's there's a perpetual growth. It's never ending. That's interesting. You know, I'm wondering. We talk about choices a lot. We talk about making choices. You can make uh, you make good choices or bad choices or make good decisions and bad decisions. But once you start down a path, sometimes it can escalate a little bit. And I know, you know, what I'm wondering is once you go down a down a decision path here and you start making a bunch of wrong choices, is it possible to shift out of that? Like, wh- what do you do? Yeah, if you look at really any of the greats that you probably follow today. Um, if you, you know, Jim Rohn, the historical data and how he, you know, what he came from rags, to riches concept, Dave Ramsey, he's, he's teach money philosophy cause he was bankrupt. Um, Tony Robbins living in his car, Joseph, his counterpart to Tony Robbins sleeping in a cardboard box. Uh, if you look at those backstories, there's a rock bottom, and the, the decisions that got them there are sometimes circumstantial dilemma, right? No choices. Uh, other ones were options, and they made the choices based on limited options or a, or a lack belief. And it compounds. Being chairman of the board for 
East County Transitional Living Center, Algon, California, is we work with people all the time that have compounded bad choices. And they had limited or lack, and they made bad choices until they hit rock bottom. They don't come into a program. They don't come in to get help until they hit that point. There's no difference in all of us. It's we hit a rock bottom or we feel it's a rock bottom, right? It's an emotion. When we feel that, we reach out. We're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. There's so much pain involved at that point and maybe even suffering that we make a, make a decision to, to ask somebody else for help. And that's where those mentors, leaders, guides show up in our life. Just They just show up when we ask. It's much like in the workplace. Just ask. You don't know. Just ask. Give yourself multiple choices. And so rock bottom, boom, mentors will show up and you'll start guiding that process. But you have to embrace it. You have to make decisions, hard decisions. Those decisions become more uh, greater as you grow, as you uh, grow in knowledge. Uh, those decisions become much larger. It's not, am I eating oatmeal for breakfast? It's what decisions do I have to make that's going to impact multiple lives? Mm. There is a lot of, and we talked about this, as we're going to be talking about a couple different subjects. And, you know, we talked quite a bit about living in lack or living in abundance and making that choice or making the, you know, going down that path. How do you think that making choices and lack and abundance are really connected or, or are they connected? Lack or abundance really comes from kind of an inadequacy of how we were raised and without getting too heavy into the psychology of things, really business, everything in business and career and growth is really all psychology. Every decision we make is based on our psychology. That zero to six years old time frame is most influential in our lives where we learn yes, no, right, wrong, up, down, lack, or abundance. And when we were influenced at that age, we now live our life based on that until we have that uh, true identity shift or that major uh, emotional impact that changes our life. Uh, we, you know, you get somebody on the team that, you say, hey, uh, we, we need to go fix, you know, the door. And they're like, oh, man, that door's not available. The, you know, we're not going to have any hardware. Uh, it's going to take weeks to get it. They go into the all of the reasons why it can't be done. That's from a state of lack. If you, if you give them a complicated thing that, one, we know the door's not going to be available for a few weeks. And you say, hey, that door won't be available. That's no problem. I'll go order that today. I'll go ahead and order the hardware. I'll, you know, I'll get, and you just compound everything, right? We say have more options, easier to make better choices. And when you come from that state of just saying, yes, 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 you find a way. All of those other options show up. If it's the door, metaphorically, of course, but if it's about a door, all of a sudden, instead of from lack, I can't get it at a Home Depot. When you come from a state of abundance, you're like, dude, I got six stores. I'm going to call them all. It's a very different perspective in, in how you see things, lack or abundance. Abundance is, of course, the delivery nonstop. There's always a way through. It's the, the, the old saying, piece of cake, five-minute fix. 
That's from a place of abundance. That's literally saying it's not that complicated. Let's just go get this thing done. Piece of cake. Major, major differences. Interesting. Yeah. If you, uh, well, see, this is where I, I really kind of wanted you to lean in is if you could give advice to anyone who's struggling with lack, what would that be? Anybody struggling with lack is it's really kind of self-inflicted because they're not letting go. They're literally not letting go of that peer group, that friendship, that, you know, old friend from school. That's great. You don't have to write them off. You just have to move out of that circle. Um, if, if you're stuck in that spot of lack, you're around the wrong group. You have to change that group. And not only are you in the wrong group, but you're probably destroying that group. What little bit of abundance they feel or, or aspire to have, you're probably the negative. The bad apple destroys the whole barrel. Peeing in the pool kills the whole pool. You're welcome. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's it's that one incident, that one thing that can destroy several. So you really absolutely have to. And the way you do that, by the way, by changing that peer group is a course, a class, an event, a conference, uh, an online thing. Today, COVID, of course, we need to be doing more online virtual stuff. But change in the moment and decide to take a course. And it's a yes, no decision. And then watch, those will compound into much bigger options. And eventually, in a, in a week, five weeks, six months, you will find that you are no longer comfortable in that small group. You now are comfortable in this being uncomfortable in this more advanced group or circle, and it's going to grow you. Mm. So if you're in lack, change your group, take a course, read a book, do all of those self things that you control and enroll, get engaged, read something, it'll start to shift you. Feed that soul. Feed the soul. Feed, Feed the, the soul, soul is go surf, go ride a motorcycle, whatever is that self-serving thing. Serve the soul, but get out of the place of lack. Don't hang out with lack. Avoid lack. Inspire lack. If you have one or two on the team, spend time with them, inspiring them. Show them that there's multiple choices, multiple uh, options. And watch, they can they can grow out of that. Yeah, tough question for you. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you ever find your find yourself making wrong choices? And and if so, what do you do to change it? Fix it. Fix it, man. <laughs> ownership, man. If you if you mess up something, you just take full ownership of it. So yeah. Bad choices, man. Maybe bad choices. I call those decisions. But being a higher D on on the disc profile or disc assessment, I make decisions all the time. I do that very rapidly. So I screw things up along that journey frequently. Uh, I change my life in doing that. Uh, I'm highly decisive, so I always have lots of options. Nine out of ten scenarios, I have several options. I have to weigh those options and make the decision based on that. The ones where I have a dilemma, yes, no, right, wrong, left, right, is those are probably the toughest uh, decisions you have to make. And that's either yes, I'm going, no, I'm not. Um, and sometimes that can be a, a little bit trying. Um, but uh, just more options is, is your best bet. You'll get through that. Making bad choices, yeah. I make bad decisions on a regular basis. Uh, being a high D, I just fix it. I make another decision and I move on. Uh, the options are the, are the biggest, biggest 
decision to have is expand the options. Well, I, I mean, I'm high D, so I, <laughs> so I screw up all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I love that because we learn. We learn from those very rapidly. Yeah. And, and you're able to do that. And we are able to, to, to change and fix those and make choices and go to a different direction very rapidly. Yep. Which is great. Yeah, we say, you know, education or knowledge. And we even looked this up the other day just to get We're the, talking about this. Know, yeah. the, the Merriam Dictionary's uh, uh, perception of that. And I always say, you know, knowledge is, is really king. And pr- particularly in our facility world, it's uh, knowledge of all of that experience of fixing those things that we repair every day, day in, day out. Knowledge is really something you can capitalize on. And education is great. Education gives you diversity to give you strategies, but not necessarily execution. So knowledge is, uh, accelerates the execution process versus the education side. Education gives you strategy. Knowledge would give you execution. So over so 35 plus years now, I'm sure there's been some tough choices for you, but what was been some of the, or one of the toughest choices you've had to make? Um, Tough question. <laughs> I know it's a hard one. You know, it, you know, I don't know, you know, as a, as a kid, I mean, I can divulge some personal stuff here, but I, I'm probably the worst decision I made was to uh, leave home at 15 and a half years old. And I slept in a park. I was homeless for a few weeks and there was there was decisions that impacted me being homeless uh, for that period of time. And I would say that even though it made me who I am today is coming from a place of abundance, it, it, without those experiences, I wouldn't be able to impact the lives that I've impacted. Was it a tough choice? It was very hard to wake up in a park and in very, very cold weather back then in the winter when I was out. But it, and it's not a woe is me story. It's literally the the bad choice I made put me there. But the other side of that equation is it impacted my life. And I'm confident it has influenced me to impact others' lives so much. So I'm chairman of a board for a homeless facility. I don't know directly related, but I suspect if you look at things and how things work, I guarantee you there's some influence there. So the toughest choice was why did I end up homeless at 15 and a half years old? And um, it was, it was choices. Fortunately, 32 degrees is an impact. That's my dilemma. (laughs) Make the decision. I worked harder. I worked, I managed a, I was assistant manager of a restaurant at that time, but I worked my tail off and I was able to put money together to be able to share a room and, you know, be able to change my life that way. But it impacted me in a profound way. So bad choice, yes, but the results have been impactful in my entire life. Great story and very telling of what it takes to, to make it, you know, it takes some tough choices. And, uh, and obviously worked out. Got to make decisions, man. And you, and I'm telling you, you got to have options because options give you opportunity to grow, expand others, include other people, more options, easier decision-making. 
Why do you think so many people don't understand how powerful the choices are? I mean, I think people are always thinking the big stuff, right? Do I move to Texas? Do I do I go fishing this weekend? You know, with uh, knowing risk and taking risk and making big decisions. But I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the little ones that we create a reality with every single day. You know, I'm going to have this cheeseburger for lunch <laughs> and not the salad. But those are powerful choices. Yeah. Um, well, they say if you if you wait, you know, two minutes or you know thirty seconds for that choice, you may not consume that cheeseburger. You you know you may eat the cheeseburger bunless. Um, I would say it, some for some people they need to delay that if they're not a high decisive person. Uh, delay the decision shortly so you make the best choice possible. Um, in in the small circumstances. It literally is the process, but that knowledge I talked about a bit earlier is the knowledge feeds that decision-making, um, not only your circles, but the knowledge. And if the more you learn, the more potential it has to be powerful and impactful. So be a perpetual student of life and, you know, and education. And, but those small decisions, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't focus on them for a long period of time. Um, but some do, some need to. Um, and the, the reality, like we don't do reviews, right? And I, and I say that here's the reason, is we all know our strengths and our weaknesses. 100%. We all know this. Certainly at a management and above level, we all know those strengths and weaknesses. The decision comes is how am I going to enhance the strengths and how am I going to correct my weakness? And so we don't do reviews after you're a supervisor level. We stop doing the reviews. Yes. There's a checks and balance. Yes. We guide goals. Yes. We put up the highway rails so you don't fly off the road. We do that in business, but we don't sit and critique anymore because we sometimes people are usually their most, their hardest critics and we know strengths and weaknesses and it comes down to decision-making based on that. And if, as a leader of a company, if you're watching people continually make poor decisions, there's a checks and balance to the goal setting and the action items around those goals. And when that doesn't work, then you're truly not a good leader for that individual. You may be a great leader for some. John Maxwell does that levels of leadership. You may be leading at a level one. You may be leading at a level one and you never get out of it. After two or three years, you never lead at a higher level. You got to part ways. That that person is going to weigh you down uh, and you may be leading others at threes and four level. So it's really, you got to really make that decision, but people know right and wrong. If their zero to six was impactful, which it is on all of us, but from zero to six years old, we know how to make those decisions. We know how to identify weaknesses and strengths. And we choose to focus on either the weakness or the strength. That's the lack or the abundance. Um, so you got to spend time in that space uh, as leaders, all of us as leaders, we have to continually influence people's goal setting and action items around those goals because that's the biggest growth. That It stops, you know, no more holding back. Uh, but a little self-critique and decision-making, that, that's critical. Action items and goals. InTouch delivers energy management systems for multi-site businesses. Using our fit of purpose suite of devices, we provide powerful analytics so you have visibility and control across all locations from one simple app. 
InTouch is the leader in multi-site smart building automation, improving our planet and improving your profits one building at a time. If you're leading someone and they're doing okay, but they're not growing, do you, do you decide just to keep them? as long as they're, they're, they're content and they're doing their job? Or do you, do you want everybody to be growing all the time? Well, for me, that, I would say that is a strength and a weakness for me is because I, I just hold on and hold on and hold on. And because I believe that everybody can be led, I believe that everybody can and, and will see their strengths and weaknesses at a point um, and so I hold on to some people, some far too long, um, but it, they all know their strengths and weaknesses and you got to be able to influence that uh, on a regular basis. To, so much so, I, they may leave my office kicking, crying and screaming um, because they're so irritated and they like to believe that they're irritated with me. I'm okay with that. I'm tough. But the reality is, is there should be a mirror there should be a mirror because when we're frustrated, nobody has the power to do that to us. Uh, the person that influenced that has only pointed out weaknesses. And so if I'm the leader and I'm pointing out those weaknesses saying, here's what we need to correct. Here's the goal. Here's the result and create the action items. I don't tell people how to create their action items. I tell them they need to create them. Here's the result. Here's what we want to get to. If I micromanage something, it's because you suck at doing something. It's you're not doing a great job at it. So I'm going to micromanage you for a short period of time, retrain, reeducate, create some pain points. So it shifts, right? Until we get pain, we don't shift. And so creating some pain points or discomfort as we would refer to, uh, that'll shift people. Um, but it's like years ago, the first time I really started speaking into this stuff after some of my first courses, this is 25 years ago, 20 years ago, as people would roll their eyes. And I was irritated. I was really bummed out that I'm really, really being eye-rolled as like I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. And eventually, within a short period of time, I'm like, I'm looking for the rolling eyes because I think differently, I create differently, and I expect differently than what most people have in, on the team has ever experienced. And when I see the eye-rolling, the sign you know, that level of frustration. I just pat myself on the back and say, you got him, you got her, you got him because you, you made them so uncomfortable that they had to roll their eyes because that's them putting themselves in check. And I, I just, I just watch for that now and um, it's okay. I'm perfectly comfortable creating that in that situation. I don't let people stay there forever. I let them go find that rolling eye situation, frustration, and then I'll be able to build them back up. And I'll say, guys, let's go. We got more results. We got some action to do. And you just change that course. But when they, when they show up with frustration, mirrors are the, are the biggest tool because <laughs> it, they direct it at me. And I'm okay with that. But the reality is I know exactly where it's coming from. Good answers. I love that. We're going to wrap up here for this broadcast here in a second. You know, one more question, and we kind of briefly talked about this, but as you're influencing those who you're mentoring, right? You're trying to help them. You're trying to give them advice. Is there a fine line in doing that when it comes to giving advice on their choices? Do you believe? 
I don't believe there's a fine line. I, I think you're true to yourself. I think we talked about this a little briefly earlier, but if you're true to yourself, they, they gravitated to you for a reason. Uh, it depends on your belief system, but our creator put us together for a reason. Uh, that's how I believe. It's how I live my life. It's how I lead my life. And I think we're together for a reason. Um, I don't see a fine line. I'm true to myself. I And the people around me on our team certainly are. Uh, I, I don't think there's a fine line there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, politically and some of those other topics that are hot topics today, uh, you just don't need to lean in on all of those on all the time. I think you have to definitely use a filter for some of that stuff. You can really anger and frustrate some people if you express those opinions because they've already they've already thought of you as some way. And if, if you are a leader and a mentor to them, you may destroy that relationship by expressing some of those outside opinions. So there, there is a bit of a filter to that. Um, but culturally lining up with who we are at our core, being the founder and owner of CGP is that's, that's our core value system and being aligned. We can have some very candid conversations because we are mostly well aligned in our culture and our values. Uh, there may be some frustration in that journey, but there's still a, a good alignment. So crossing a line or, or walking a line, I tend to not, I don't, I don't draw lines for myself. I don't put the line in the sand or on the wall or whatever, you know, I, I just don't do that. Uh, I'm true to myself. I'm true to the core. And I also know that I'm really walking this earth to serve other people. It's the only reason I'm here. Great advice. Great advice. Way to wrap up the leadership series for today, sir. Thank you for your time as always. I appreciate you and I appreciate all the great advice that you give for us on this podcast. This great hair has created some uh, knowledge over the years, uh, managing I would say thousands at this point over the years of 35 years, it, it's given me some experiences and opportunities and that's been a, definitely welcomed and, and great. Uh, all of them have been an opportunity or a challenge, a challenge to rise above an opportunity to rejoice, but there's, there's always both uh, on a weekly daily basis. So I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm great to be part of this and uh, thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. If you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure to subscribe. And for you out there and YouTube world, be sure to click on the bell for notifications and subscribe to the uh, channel so you can get notifications and get the new videos that come out and get all these, these kernels of knowledge that uh, and value that Jim brings for the leadership series. And until then, we will see you guys on the next FM Evolution Leadership Series. Jim, thank you for all thank the good choices you're making.